Give me the green light. Give me just one night. I'm ready to go right now. I'm ready to go right now. Cause I'm ready to go. Welcome, everybody, to episode 138 of the Green Light Podcast, special edition of this episode. It is just POC, not E-Phrase. E-Phrase is out there whining and dining uh, his constituency, his colleagues, his clients, his partners. We don't know. You know what I mean? Ian's got a big-time job. Sometimes he's got to wine and dine. And uh, POC is going to go solo dolo for, who knows, 10, 15 minutes, uh, more likely than not complaining about how bad Duke basketball is and how jealous he is of Reed Shepard. Let's stop talking in the third person and get to the first person and start with the top. We are recording this. I am recording this uh, on Thursday, the 30th. Last night, Duke had another uh, embarrassing showing they've had for the most part embarrassing showings thus far through seven games um with a loss at Arkansas you know no uh no joke um arena no joke atmosphere you know it was their Super Bowl they rushed the floor they had beat Duke towels uh you know the whole thing hadn't played Duke since um the elite 8 in 22 but Duke has not been in that arena um man i think it the stat was hadn't been in an sec arena since 92 lsu i think jay billis put it up on the screen he was a coach uh shack was playing uh christian leitner was still in the starting lineup uh so a lot of uh historic first last night um duke's in trouble that's the headline this team uh even when playing subpar opponents certainly has not looked uh great um you know they have the loss obviously to Arizona at home where they didn't play great but they were literally two possessions a possession away from still winning it so you can kind of wrap your head around all right Arizona's really good you know you didn't shoot it well you didn't play great fine okay you lose at home not great but you're losing to a good team Arkansas's without Traymond Mark they're arguably best player, second best player, uh, depending on who you ask. And, you know, Duke comes out soft again. Um, Offensively, they are lost. There is zero cohesiveness. There's not even a semblance of a play call. There are no sets uh, to be seen. Um. Duke has become incredibly easy to scout, incredibly easy to guard, um, and they're in trouble. And I don't mean in trouble by talent. They got all the talent in the world. I mean in trouble their coaches, Coach Shire, Coach Lucas, Coach Carowell, the whole staff, they have a decision to make on a couple key players. Mark Mitchell being number one. Mark Mitchell has become truly not only one-dimensional, 
Um, he is not a threat unless he's four to eight feet from the basket, which if you're a division one player, everyone's a threat four to eight feet from the basket. Um, there are screenshots. I put one up on Twitter last night. Arkansas guarded him 15. I'm not joking. They were, if, if Mark Mitchell was at the top of the three point line, they were dead in front of the hoop. That's, that's 12, 15 feet away. Um, that literally stops Duke's offense in its tracks. Everything they're trying to do, the sideball screens, the dribble handoffs, um, the pistol action, everything, the horns, everything they're trying to do with Mark Mitchell and or Ryan Young on the floor, it, teams are completely taking Ryan and or Mark Mitchell out of the game. Coach Shire has now in the second half, he finally did, you know, and he, you know, Mitchell did not play significant minutes in the second half. He he just fundamentally couldn't. Um, he right now is just not able to hit a jump shot at a consistent clip that requires any defense, let alone Arkansas, uh, to take him seriously. Um, and his minutes are in are in danger. And when I say danger, he, you know, he, he has potential. He's in the starting five right now. He has potential to average 10 to 12 minutes by the time we get to February, because the scouting report is out. I mean, Musselman gets interviewed after the game and, and literally credits his team credits, his staff to, we were going to make coach Shire sub out Mark Mitchell who's one of their better offensive rebounders. That was essentially his quote. And they did it. I mean, they forced Duke to play. Now, I, all of Duke Twitter, myself included, is is pumped to see early and often subs. We saw Christian Reeves, who just, you know, he's, he's uh, a year away from being a year away. Um, TJ Power gets some minutes, hits two threes, looks great. Um, but overall, Duke has just... It, it's, it sucks for me uh, because UConn's really good. UNC just blows the doors off of, now tail of two halves, but essentially blows the doors off of Tennessee. Number one defense in the country, puts 100 on them. Um, and Kentucky's going to win the national championship. I mean, their guards are absurd. I'm going to get to Reed Shepard, DJ Wagner, Dillingham. You know, they are uh, unbelievable to watch. We have said for, man, three, four, probably three years now. Is Calipari on the hot seat? Is Calipari on the hot seat? The, the, the dude, uh, he, this, this is the year, man. Uh, Kentucky is it, man, they got to hit the final four. Their guard play is so good. And again, like I said, I'm going to get to Reed Shepard and, and, uh, the, the love fest that is going to come for him soon from a national perspective. It, it's already started. Um, but by January, when college football is over, the, the rest of the world will catch up to Reed Shepard. Um, he is unbelievable. But to, to wrap up Duke there, um, I think the most concerning thing, look, you, you know, you can point to bad shooting. Tyrese Proctor was horrible, um, against Arkansas. Jeremy Roach was fantastic. Really the only consistent player. Filipowski had three points in the first half, I think 22 in the second. Um, but it was just lethargic 
There's no urgency. You know, the last couple of minutes, Duke tried to make it interesting. It really was never a, a contest. And so I think the big concern here is, you know, yes, uh, Shire undoubtedly can recruit. Um, you know, obviously had an unbelievable first year, wins the ACC tournament, um, you know, loses the Tennessee uh Mitchell's out Mark Mitchell's out that game probably should have been in the sweet 16 who knows but it's it's decision time for him they have they have some serious decisions to make with their rotations and they need to figure it out way faster than I think anyone would have realized and or predicted um so it's going to be interesting and it doesn't get easier Duke goes on the road at Georgia Tech this Saturday um, then they have a couple of home games, I think LaSalle and, and Charlotte and then at, uh, Baylor uh, on a neutral court. So it does not get easier before they get into the meat and potatoes of, of ACC play. But um, I think the most discouraging thing is on a night that Duke lays an egg uh, at Arkansas, you know, UNC looks out of this world good. And you know what's funny? I'm going to, you know, recording this again on November 30th. This Duke team feels a little bit like now, again, they weren't preseason number one. They didn't have all that type of hype. They were not, uh, you know, the best team um, returning or anything like that. They had a lot of returners, but it does kind of feel like Carolina a year ago. Return Caleb Love, RJ Davis, Bay Cop, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, then obviously last year, Carolina has a disaster season, doesn't make the tournament. Everyone, what's going on? Scapegoat uh, Caleb Love, run him out of town. Um, The offseason was an amazing thing for Duke. Filipowski comes back. Roach comes back. Mitchell comes back. Proctor comes back. The most, I mean, the stats, you know, most returning minutes since 01 and most foot returning four starters since 2010 all these things and look the the sky is not falling um but they do has to make serious adjustments in order to keep it from falling if that makes any sense so anyway uh yeah discouraging night but it was not in there's some games you watch you're just angry it was it was perplexed it was confused it was why why is there no sense of of urgency or or cohesiveness or or uh just they just don't play hard you know until the last five minutes they put suppress and whatever um arkansas almost shit it down their leg but like man just just a confusing start to the season for duke um plenty of time to turn it around uh we have been here before where you know in november duke doesn't look great and by february you know, their first or second in the ACC, but things need to change quickly. Um, so we'll see. Anyway, Carolina, unbelievable. Hang a hundred uh, on Tennessee for, I mean, tale of two halves, you know, they were up, uh, they were dominating Tennessee, getting anything they wanted. Um, threes into the rim. Uh, Elliot Cadeau is, is masterful. He is very, very fun to watch. He makes passes, um, that make you more excited about the pass than the bucket. That's how you know it's that good of a pass. Uh, Baycott does Baycott things. Uh, but man, credit, credit Tennessee. You know, they ended up losing only by eight. Dalton Connect is, he that dude's a bad, bad man. Um, you know, he, he couldn't care less what the score was. He was going to get his. 
I mean, essentially single-handedly kind of kept them alive, brought them back in it a little bit, made it a little interesting towards the end. But um, anyway, UNC ends up uh, pulling it out. Um, I got to see UConn in person a couple weeks ago, or not even weeks ago, just, you know, maybe seven, 10 days ago um, against Texas um, in the garden. UConn's scary good again, people. Um, not that that's saying anything that we don't already know. Cam Spencer averaging 16 a game, Tristan Newton 15 a game. Clinging, you know, I don't know. It, Klingon, I know he's talented and I know he's a really good college player. And I think I'm, you know, maybe I'm I'm running away from the point here, but I just I don't even think he's UConn's like second or third best player. Like I really don't. I mean, maybe maybe UConn fans will come for me for that, but I I I think he's maybe probably even fourth. You know, Caravan has been unbelievable. He was unbelievable against Texas. Um Danny Hurley's got the the biggest leash. Of course, he deserves it. Just won a natty chip. Um, he can see, he can do no wrong in the ref's eyes. He was on them uh, all day long, all day long. Um, but UConn is no joke. UConn is no joke. They have serious, serious potential to repeat, which is depressing. What's good for me is that Kansas is going to play UConn, and I believe UConn is going to play – UNC as well. Yeah, that's right. Jimmy V classic. So that just guarantees L's for some of those teams, which only helps Duke. Um, let's get to read freaking Shepard. Um, just a quiet, uh, just a quiet kid overall, but just a quiet recruit based on who Kentucky, first of all, usually brings in every single year. Um, and of course, this year uh, is no different, but has been a little overshadowed with, you know, Wagner and Dillingham coming in. This man is averaging 12 points a game, four rebounds, four assists, and shooting 65% from the floor. He is first in the country in effective field goal percentage. First, first. He's a 6'3 guard. He's first in the country. Now, I hear you. It's seven games in. Is some of this because he's only playing, what, you know, 20-ish minutes a game, right? I think he's sixth um, in terms of minutes per game for Kentucky, which undoubtedly, yeah, he's averaging 26 minutes a game, undoubtedly will change 61% from three. Uh the kid is, and when you watch him, he is the perfect example of when you hear, man, the kid just gets it, knows how to play, always in the right spot, guards the ball really well, knows where to be defensively, uh, doesn't make mistakes. You know, he's he's averaging one turnover, uh, four, 3.6 assists. He is... Fantastic. You know, obviously, you know, every time if you watch a uh, a Kentucky game, you're going to hear about his parents and their, uh, you know, careers and, and unbelievable careers. Um, but man, Reed Shepard is one of those kids that not even not the traditional, uh, you, you not like Draymond, where you, you know, if he's on your team, you love him. If he's not, you hate him. No, no, no. Reed Shepard is the kid that everybody wants on his team, um, on your team. 
and uh, he has been unbelievable through through six games for Kentucky and Kentucky's scary good. You know, I know they lost to to Kansas, but uh, they demolished Miami. You know, again, another another tale of two halves. First half close, second half, um, you know, Kentucky comes out and and uh, sets the world on fire. But um, whew, the Blue Bloods are back. Um, Ian, uh, I can hear him saying, and and I think we would agree, college basketball, just like college football, is always more interesting when the Blue Bloods are really good. And besides Duke, uh, the Blue Bloods are really, really good really good so uh that is it for this episode just wanted to get on and uh ramble for a bit ian and i will be back probably uh this sunday we also will be in athens ohio aka heaven on earth check out the bobcats against the fighting danny o'connors and the blue hens this saturday uh so uh make sure to follow us on twitter check that out but uh until next time keep the ball bouncing lately i've been feeling like this what i've been working towards if you ain't trying to be the boss and tell me what you working for certain doors are closed but now they opening up celebrating with some shots maybe poke on a couple pulls plus russell's up next and i got this crazy like britney and the love so toxic got a wall up i'm trying to infiltrate a conscious taking 12 shots like where the cops is come on